0: Live in Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. Nashville's
1: number one daily podcast. Brought to you by Think Nashville. Think Nashville. Think Brad. Think Brad. It's Nashville Daily Podcast. Hey, Nashville. And good morning. I'm Stuart Deming. And today's episode is brought to you by thinkbrad.com. If you're looking for real estate here in middle Tennessee, you need to visit Brad Reynolds at thinkbrad.com. 615 856 You can text them right now. I think he's also still listing his uh, houses for really like a low price right now. Okay. Yeah. For that. You remember that giveaway that he was doing? Oh, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think that's happening yeah. until March, where he's listing a house for somebody for free. All right, well, hmm. make yeah. sure you're texting Brad <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. because, because you don't like, want
1: to miss out on because that. Because <laughs> March is coming around <laughs> the corner. Very, very fast. Uh, also joining me in stu- the studio is Aaron Pennington and Eric Jackson. Good morning. Uh, good morning. So, uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll get into the deep topics of business and all AI and all the other
2: things. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, I am... Half unicorn. So that means. So you were born the, on the county have, line? I was uh, born I'm, in the county I'm, line. I moved, <laughs> I moved to Nashville. I moved to Gallatin, Tennessee in 1977. Okay. Uh, I was nine years old. So I came from somewhere else. But I mean, from nine to. I'm basically I'm 54. Okay, now that's a pretty good long haul in. Uh, when in you Nashville. say
1: half of a unicorn, is it like literally half of the like l-
0: which <laughs> half do you see yourself? In? Hopefully, the good half. Uh,
2: so I've seen a lot uh, in Nashville over my many years, and um, uh, yeah, like I said, I grew up in, in Gallatin, Tennessee. I moved here actually because of nuclear power. My dad. That's amazing. Yeah. Because
1: we just talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, the state of Tennessee is investing $50 million into nuclear power. Really? Uh, research and for startups to to start coming to Nashville, or not to Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. Wow.
2: Okay. Well, I was, guess I was on the leading edge of it. Or not me, but my dad yeah, yeah. went to work for uh, TVA. Okay. TVA was building a nuclear plant in uh, Hartsville, yep. Tennessee. Yes. I've seen the, yeah. The cooling the, tower. The tower. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's how, that's how I got here. And uh, so... Um you know i've kind of seen Nashville when it was backwater. nobody really yeah, yeah. was wanting to move here to what it is now, and it's it's been pretty amazing so that that was my upbringing um
1: well, what are your thoughts about Gallatin? so Gallatin was historically like a really big farming town, yep, and now it's it's becoming I, I i and I've said this a few times on the podcast. I think Gallatin's gonna become the next Franklin, yeah, and the reason for that. Is you have like Facebook moving there, you have a few of these strategic businesses moving there. You also have the, I think, the renovations of that executive airport up there. Mm-hmm. I think Gallatin is on the pinnacle of becoming the next Franklin. So, what are your thoughts on all of that?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's possible. Um, you know, they've got water, they've got the river, um, got an airport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really not hemmed in by any any geographic. Uh, so Hendersonville has a problem in that the, the the river basically runs right through Hendersonville, and there's no yep. easy uh, in and out to places. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. in Hendersonville, they, they've got the lake. Which they, got they the lake. They,
0: they, they'll they'll probably say, "Hey, we'll take the lake. You guys have fun with the river. We'll right. be on the lake while you guys well, I, deal I, with that." I went
1: I went <laughs> up there on Saturday, and I went to um, uh, what's the hot chicken place up there? Slow burn. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. I went there on Saturday, and I'm like, wow, this traffic is as bad as Nashville traffic in Hendersonville on a Saturday.
2: Yeah, and and I'll just go ahead and apologize to all my friends who still live there. They're just not <laughs> as savvy at driving as we are in Nashville. There's just not this urge to move and go fast. Um, but, Gal- yeah, Galton has uh, a lot of resources. There's a lot of land um, up there, left to develop. Hopefully, they're not going to ruin it all. Yeah, but I, I
1: think the they've been intentional about like the infrastructure too. Yeah. So like, I, I think of 109 and just how precise that like byway is going into yeah. Gallatin.
2: Yeah. Um, and it was two lanes for the longest time. I okay. mean, it was one. I I, 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 I kind of had this chip on my shoulder being from Gallatin that it was never there was never quite enough development in that town, and mm-hmm. now it's kind of hit its its stride. Uh, driving up and down 109 used to be a nightmare. Now it's a nice four lane oh, yeah. highway. Um, yeah, it's it's well positioned. It's near I 65, close enough. Um, it's a diverse uh, community in mm-hmm. in many ways, uh, and and just a it was a great place to grow up um and but i th- yeah i think you're i think you're kind of right i mean it's got that downtown core it's got yeah, a it's real fantastic. downtown yeah, yeah. we were just yep. driving through it it's
1: unique i think the other day i was driving through
0: it at least i think you i think you were i don't know if i was or not i, I don't know, know where
1: I've, I I've been i've been to dixon gallatin <laughs> i've been to wherever we went I, we travel a lot so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but the downtown in gallatin's really nice uh and i think there's so much potential and if you remember in Franklin. In the late nineties to early two thousands, Franklin was not Franklin. Right. Like the the main street was like abandoned buildings and like it didn't look that like polished as it does mm-hmm. today. And I think Gallatin has that 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 can go for them uh here soon. Um what are your thoughts on Gallatin there? Aaron?
0: Aaron? So the the issue with Gallatin is it's, it's kind of it's hard to see um, that when it's not that yet. The issue that I think Gallatin's going to have is Franklin may have had willing uh, enough people willing to transform it. Um, I don't know if Gallatin's going to be like, yes, bring it on. We want to be the next Franklin or if they're going to say. Take it somewhere else. We're going to develop our community to make sure it has nice upgrades and be super friendly and super business friendly. But we don't want to be the next Franklin. We don't want that kind of, of insane visitorship. Into the, so that's going to be the very interesting thing that Gallatin and everybody's going to have to make really soon is, is everybody in Gallatin. Do they want to be the next Franklin? Do they want to pass that on to somebody else? Now, where that would be? Probably the home prices. They don't want the home prices of Franklin. Yeah. Dixon, Dixon could be that, but Gallatin but would have to pass Dixon, it on to somebody else. Dixon County would not want the home prices, <laughs> I, I, I will put a
1: stamp on that. Yeah. With my experiences in Dixon County, that's not happening.
2: <laughs> well, Gal, Gallatin um, ha, has changed a lot. Um, you know, it was around ten, 000, twelve thousand 12,000 people when I was growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And now most people, like a lot of Nashville, they're from somewhere else. Yeah. And so there's sort of this um, this dichotomy between the people who, you know, are old school Nash or old school Gallatin and don't want to see all this change. And the realities of, um, you know, it's you can you can have some nice things if you if you grow economically, have more people come in. So I I believe they're going to continue to grow. I mean, one of our clients is the Sumner County Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh dot I believe, um, and so they're they're very cognizant of, um, you know, it's it's nice to have people from out of town come and uh, leave their money here and then go home, yeah, yeah. so we don't <laughs> have to educate their kids and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think Sumner County as a whole, there's a lot of upside. It's yeah. uh, it it has not it has not grown like Williamson County has in the last twenty right. years. Yeah. And it's always sort of been. And I lived there up until 10 years ago. Yeah. We always kind of had a chip on our shoulder about, you know, we're basically the same distance from Nashville as Brentwood and Franklin. Why not us? uh Uh-huh. So I think it's coming.
1: Yeah. And the the thing about Sumner County <clears throat> is the lack of accommodations for hotels. Yes. And there's also a very large lack in
2: attractions. Yes. Compared to Williamson County. Try having a meeting with 150 people in Gallatin. Yeah. Uh, there's just not, a, not 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 many could, venues. You got to go to a park. You have to yeah. Yeah, You have to go to a park, or you have to go
1: down to <laughs> Lebanon and you rent out the ag center.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah. Se- we've seen people uh, from other counties who have rented out buildings in w- uh, counties far, far away in order to have those meetings. We just happen to stumble upon it because we, like Sir said, we're out and about so much and we just stumble upon these things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you you have to go somewhere else, which is to have a a, a, a meeting probably for and about your city in somewhere else, that's pretty it's, funny. Yeah,
1: but you we, have to, you have to, yeah. yeah, have to. yeah. yeah. Times. Well, they, what are your thoughts, so clarksville uh, montgomery county they're getting a new arena that just is about to open Mm -hmm. um and so i believe what was the scale like six thousand seats or five thousand seats in the convention
0: center i mean uh, yeah it would would hold uh, it would hold a really really good sized concert xfl game maybe it's
1: three thousand seats Uh, somebody somebody comment
0: below what the rodeo something like that i mean and it's it's going to so be really good.
1: Predators are going to have an ice rink up there as well. Okay. So they, they have the one down, uh, the Ford Ice Center down in uh, Murfreesboro. They have the one in West Nashville, the one in Clarksville. Uh, do you think Sumner County needs something like that as well?
2: You know, as a hockey fan, um, huge Predators fan, season ticket holder, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see ice in a lot of places because yeah, – yeah. It, it creates more fans. Mm-hmm. You know, kids are going to play hockey and then naturally they're going to want to see hockey played at a high level and they're going to drag their parents to games. That's, yep. that's what has yeah. worked for sports for many many years. Where did you move down to Nashville from? Um, I came from, I lived in Hendersonville. Um. Oh, you mean when I was a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I moved from Newport News, Virginia. My, okay. my dad did worked in a shipyard there.
0: Did you guys have hockey there? Because I know, Stuart, you grew up in New York, so you had we, hockey. And, my, my school did not have hockey. But, but we, if, hockey was but the, the cultural thing. I didn't yeah. know if it was. I didn't where know it existed were.
2: until 1980. Yeah. I mean, you know, when the, the miracle <laughs> on ice happened, yeah, yeah. that was my first introduction to hockey. And I kind of feel. Uh, That's when like, the US beat the it, Russians. right? right yeah. yeah, in the semis, and then they beat whoever yep. was in the final. I I kind of feel like um I was de- deprived of something as a kid because I feel like I would have been a, gr- a good hockey player. I've got great hi- hand eye coordination. I don't I don't know if I can skate well or not, but I <laughs> it's nice and violent, and there's lots of fun things it about hockey. And then <laughs> they started to restrict. Them. Yeah, it's a little soft <laughs> now, know. but.
1: There, there was a few, so there's two minor league teams where I grew up, and I can't remember the names of them because they changed so often. <laughs> uh, but there was such a, like, not a hatred, but like, they just did not get along.
0: Yeah. True, a true rivalry like a between true,
1: minor league teams. But yes, that's but, great. But the, the coaches went on the ice one time and started fist fighting.
2: Oh, that's when you know it's real. <laughs> that, and, you know, that or the, this, this if like, the. If the goalies start fighting, oh, it was, I mean. It was
1: fantastic. The, 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 like, security had to come on ice and separate people. <laughs> Uh, they had to cancel the game. This this was like 2003, 2004. So I'll, I'll see if I can find footage from that game. I doubt it. Uh, yeah. But it, it was hilarious to see because everyone's just like, okay, well, the coaches are just their fist fighting. Uh, it was amazing. But that was, a, that was probably my favorite hockey memory. Yeah. What's one of your favorite hockey memories?
2: Um, it would be the Stanley Cup run. In what was that, two thousand 17. 17. Yep. Um, that was a lot of fun. Oh my god. Just the, the best. We got cocky. to see Broadway
0: just absolutely packed with LED screens yeah, yeah. everywhere. I, I mean went it to was it, it felt like the Black Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, amazing. Yeah. It was packed out like the NFL
2: draft was, Broadway was, and it was fantastic. And people were paying ridiculous prices to get tickets. (laughs) Uh And I'm, you know, like eight rows behind the visitor's bench, so you can almost smell the hockey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got so excited at one uh, one goal, I I had a buddy with me that... You know, I jump up out of my seat, and I, 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 my blood pressure drops occasionally when yeah, I'm standing yeah. up, and I literally passed out on the person next to me. Oh shoot! And they're like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, it just happens occasionally, freaked them out a little bit, but <laughs> uh, it was it was one of those events that you know, kind of transformed the city and really Nashville is already on the map, yeah. but that took it to an even higher level.
0: Yeah, uh, I feel after like, two years after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. That was one of the things that I think catapulted Nashville into becoming one of the best sports teams in 2019. That momentum really helped Yeah, for sure, which was great. So that, that is very cool to see. I really like hearing the things that, have uh, like a a defining moment for Nashville. And I think that was definitely one of them. Amazon making their announcement into Nashville
2: definitely think was one of them. Oracle. Oracle, oh, yeah. 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 And they kind of um, just slid in there. They didn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. make a whole lot yeah. of noise about it. And
0: yeah. now Amazon's stopping everything. Yeah, they're stopping construction uh, on Construction, that mm-hmm. renovation of that, whatever's going on inside that second building, mm-hmm. everything has stopped. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think do you think they'll sell it? Oh, yeah. I I've, think, I've heard I think they've they've ch- they're going to sell that tower. <laughs>
2: I've heard they've changed their model. What they're really going to do here in Nashville. Okay. Uh, that's about all I know. Yeah, um, you know, I hear things occasionally. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah sense. <laughs> so y- you have been a business owner for how long?
2: Wow, um, I started in '93. I think '93, '94 okay. was my first business. Um, I, my my education was in advertising. I went to the University of Tennessee Knoxville, majored in advertising. It was I was always
1: Did you go to a lot of football games then? Oh yeah. Were, were you there for the yeah. uh, what was it the Georgia?
2: Or not the Georgia, the
1: one where they took the, down the gold. The house. Alabama game? Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll, I'll show you the picture later. <laughs> I, I, I was on the field. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, <clears throat> Did you pay your part of the fine? <laughs> no. no. Because, because you paid for tickets. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, so you know my number is 47, right? My company yes. is Element 47, and so I have a, uh, a guy that I go to the games with on a regular basis bought me a jersey, number 47. And I'm on the field. There's complete chaos going on. I don't really see... I can see that there are players yeah, on the yeah. other end of the field. I'm on the south end near the river. And I look up, and there's a guy with the number 47 running toward me. Like a, an actual football player? An actual football player. I'm like, dude. And I showed him the jersey, <laughs> and we had a picture made together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it turns out he's he's from Franklin. Uh, Matt Gacca is his okay. name. Um, and, uh, yeah, it he was got so
0: excited he that he finally wore his number. He's like,
2: Nobody <laughs> ever wears my number. And then he's like, well, Oh well, my well, gosh, yes. He, what position is he? He's a linebacker. And he okay. had a bigger smile on his face than I did. Wow. Of course, I had a cigar in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, so advertising uh, was my thing. I loved print, I loved uh, design. So I went into the printing industry um, after college and I ended up forming a design uh, a design group with with a guy who had a lot more experience than me. I could tell you that whole story. He he asked me, "Have you ever thought about owning a business?" I'm like, "No, man. My dad worked for TVA, my mom was a secretary, you know, it just wasn't a thing that I really considered." So, um, we started this business. It transformed a couple of times and turned into, you know, a few, few million a year in revenue, and then the the industry completely changed. So, uh, you know AI because would not the, be the first because time
0: the, because of the internet the, the the dot com
2: It was really more about this is going to get into printing nerd yeah, stuff, yeah, but uh, when when you in the old days when you printed something, you had to have film yep. and the film would you would take the uh, you would shoot the film on top of a, pr- a plate that went on the printing press. Well, that film all went away. It went direct to plate. you mm-hmm. could you could image whatever you wanted to put on the page. On a, pl- on a plate from some machine. And so we were a film house, and we were creating the film that that oh, made printing possible. Wow. And then all the printing companies were going out and buying this direct-to-plate equipment, and we're out here selling film that nobody really wants. And mm. so it was it was declining, yeah. and I saw this happening. My partners wanted to buy printing equipment, and, you know, I was kind of done at this point. So you were kind of doing... like Kodak when
0: digital cameras
2: came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, you know, that's going to happen to you uh, typically two or three times in your lifetime where whatever you happen to be doing is going to maybe disappear unless you're in, you know, long-haul trucking or, you know, yeah. Yeah. HVAC business, which my brother is in. Uh, you know, there's just, uh, just different ways that, that technology can come in and completely disrupt it. So I saw yeah. that coming, and and I asked my partners to buy me out, and then I started a web development firm, and uh, hopefully that will Stick. Been I mean, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so
1: your, your web development form is called uh, form. Your web development firm is called Element uh, dot co. Element47.co. Yep. Uh, so you do you do probably a lot more than just web development. You guys do SEO strategy. You guys do advertising yeah. and all that. So, to walk walk us through like what your day to day operation is like.
2: Yeah. Um, so most of the people that we are talking to, you know, they they have a business or a nonprofit or some some sort of organization they want to promote, and um, through the media, through the internet, various ways, you get bits and pieces of what, what people are doing, like people are using AI now, or, hey, there's a hot new uh, social networking platform, there's TikTok, all these things, and so people come to us and go, what I really need to do is I need to be on TikTok, or I need to be on Instagram, or I need, I need email marketing, and... and in my head, I'm always thinking, well, what you need to do is calm down. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> we, <laughs> there, we need to have a strategy first. Yes, of course. You know, the there are... Steps to things, right? You yeah, gotta, yeah, you got to prepare. You want to make sure that you're you're going after the right target. So you want to make sure you understand who you are, really. Yeah, it's and le- and learning scales and keys and how to play
0: before you go and try to play Beethoven. Exactly.
2: Nobody wants to hear you play "Smoke on the Water." <laughs>
0: Five thousand times in a row. What's the guitar one? So anyway, like here's was it Wonderwall or something like that? Oh yeah, the Uh go-to for guitar players. Oh yeah,
2: I've just purposely (laughs) never learned that. It kind of came after I learned how to play guitar. But you know, ask my mom. You don't want to hear "Smoke on the Water" ten thousand times, and she actually mentioned that to me recently. She's She's uh, like, I got so
0: annoyed she's like like, that, that. That song haunts
2: me now. Yeah. Well, in true Nashville fashion, I still have the first guitar I ever picked up. I've learned how to play guitar, oh, but, awesome. I, but I've never I never desired to go and and, and, and live that life. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> so you're talking about
1: strategy. Strategy. And then you, yeah, yeah, then you mentioned yeah. the, you need to know yourself before you start.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, um, a band like Kiss, for example, mm-hmm. uh, very transformational for me. It was... You know these these guys in makeup and there's fire and there's blood. They were on the of, uh,
0: Super Bowl advertising last night. Yeah, yeah, that was a great commercial. It, it was Paul Stanley.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but they they purposely decided that hey, this is our persona. This is who we're going to be. We're going to be outrageous. Um, we're going to be dangerous. We want to scare parents. We're gonna we're gonna look like comic book characters. That's going to appeal to kids and me in the you know fifth grade. That was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I just had a, uh, an older kid who lived down the street who turned me on to kiss and so when you if you were going to a kiss concert you know exactly what you could expect and that's what we're trying to to help our, our clients with we want them to understand um, who they are what audience they're trying to attract what message they're trying to send what songs they're going to play what are the things that you come to expect from that brand and a lot of uh, companies don't really dive deep into that and that's that's where the That's where the goal is. So the 47 part of Element
0: 47, can you talk about how that came to be?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, I told you, moved here um, as a kid, nine years old. And um, my dad worked for TVA. He was not the nuclear engineer. So, I mean, we had limited resources. And when we would go anywhere on vacation, it was me and my brother and sister. My, My brother is four years younger than me and my sister five years younger than me. And we would do what normal kids did. Of course there's no no devices, you know. So we're, you know, waving at truckers and punching each other and asking our parents questions. Or seeing uh playing the game of uh, iSpot. Yeah. I spy yeah. Or iSpot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It it was pretty boring, you know. There's no there was no <laughs> there was no devices. So we would ask my dad, how much longer? How many more miles? All those, all those typical questions, you know, there was not ways, so we did not know. And we just knew it was a, New Orleans was somewhere and that we were trying to get there. And so um, my dad just got sick of answering questions like so many parents do. And he would, we would ask how much longer and he would just say 47. And what does that mean? You know, is that miles? Is that minutes? 47. And so he's said it so many times that we've, we finally realized wow. he he had no intention of answering our questions, <laughs> and we were just left to our own devices. I go back to waving at truckers, so um, that that stuck with me. It was just sort of a favorite number of mine for a really long time. And I have, I have a friend uh, who I also play music with, and his favorite number is forty-seven. So this wow. kind of came back into my consciousness, um, and it you know my my old business, which was a. It was, very, it was successful, um, but we did two completely different things. You know, I'm following my advice about brand. This would not be what I would tell anybody to do is to have a managed services business, you know, oper- managing uh, Microsoft-based networks for small companies and a, an agency, a branding. And, you know, those, those two things don't really go together. So my partner and I decided to, to split into two companies in 2019, and I'm looking for a name. I'm trying to figure out what my what the name of the company is going to be. So, I'm, it's actually July 4th, 2019. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm meeting with my partner the next day and a, and, a, and a consultant to kind of finalize how this is all going to go down. And I'm watching a documentary called um, uh, Bob Lazar and Area 51. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's <clears throat> fantastic. Yeah. Um, and supposedly he worked not in Area 51. It was another part of Area 51 where he's learning about alien spacecraft, which happened to be in the news right now. So (laughs) he is being told what powers these alien spacecraft, and he said, I don't It was element 115 or 117, which were not on the periodic table at the time, I understand. They have a half-life of like a second. Okay, gotcha. Man-made. Yeah. And I thought element man, that's a that's kind of a good name because mm-hmm. that can mean a lot of different things. And so I, I really I like that. I wrote it down on my iPad. One fifteen element. One fifteen element. One seventeen. I thought those numbers don't mean anything to me. So what? Oh, I know forty seven, which is silver. But, but I was about to ask what that was. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> <too>. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
0: chemistry teachers yeah,
2: in high yeah, school. I don't, I know, don't yeah. remember that's, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's silver. Come to find out. And so um, what's funny is. So I can tell people my company is Element 47. Nobody asks what Element it is. (laughs) Nobody ever asks. I mean, I've had like three people ask. The first person to ask was my partner the next day. He's like, well, what is Element 47? That's what, silver? And he knew because he was a a science guy. But, yeah, yeah, nobody ever asks. And so they ask me, well, how did you come up with the name? And so I get to tell them a story about my dad and about how – and the reason why I – Decided to call it Element Forty Seven. Ultimately, is that when we have people come to us and um, they they tell us their problems, they tell us what they want to achieve, they start to ask, well, you know, how how long is this going to take? Um uh, How much is this going to cost? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. So <laughs> this could take three years. Yeah. It, it could. It could. It could cost. It's going to cost some money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we've got to we've got to have some conversations internally about. Uh what and we're gonna have to do some more discovery to really know what the cost is going to oh, be. Yeah. And we're in that
1: same boat every single day. We get a phone call and they're oh, like yeah. and they're like, Can you do this for this? And we're like, No. Forty seven. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to start using that and just re- referencing this podcast
2: yeah. interview. Yeah. Well we're we are in a space where you know, you don't really know how m- many resources are gonna have to yeah, go yeah, into yeah. something. In, in, yeah.
1: Ellen, in the initial, for people that are not business owners, you have this discovery phase where you're walking through with a new client and you're trying to figure out the exact scope of work. Yes. And and some of these, a lot of clients have no idea the scope of work or the amount of resources that you have to have to be able to pull off that scope of work. Mm -hmm. And so giving a quote to somebody, you're just like, okay this quote is based on previous experience plus the, the gear that we have for this plus the knowledge we have for this plus all the, the teams that you
2: have to have for this. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and lo- and a few other little oh, yeah, yeah. bits of detritus floating around in my head that, yeah, yeah. that I haven't necessarily like communicated o- much, to you as how the much client. Over, how much overhead do
1: I have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- there's just so many factors. And I was talking to, um, so we just started another company. Uh, oh yeah. Two weeks ago. Cool. Or three weeks ago. um, and we'll be announcing that what that is here in the future uh but i was talking to a guy last night and uh i'm just like okay so like the end product has to be this product of excellence and if it's not you have to you have to curate it so it is a product of excellence Mm -hmm. and we were talking about that for like an hour and i'm like oh crap my mind is just like on these products (laughs) Uh, but it's just really interesting being in the situation as operators because at the end of the day, you have a team that you have to pay. And so yeah. it's, it's just a really interesting um, – and I'm learning all this because I'm still – we're still relatively new in the business. Yeah,
0: world. we did not – we didn't go to school to be business owners. We, but I've been,
1: I've been self-employed but, since the age of six.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I'm grasses and stuff. So. Yeah, and it's, it's like for family, everybody on my dad's side of the business has a uh, 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 dad's side of the family. Uh, has a business almost and so it's like you know those things that you try to fight but then you're like oh dang i actually really like doing everything myself and and creating things and it just happened to be in the form of a business that best executed that um so it it is it is very interesting what has it been did you always know that you wanted to run your own business once you started that path
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, once once I started it, 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 it became normal um, because I have uh, an inordinate amount of ideas. I just, I'm constantly coming up with new things. So I had to kind of figure out where I was going to fit in the business world. Um, obviously I'm not an accountant. I did work for an accounting firm for three years. That was an interesting experience, but. Was it dry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it just <laughs> wasn't my thing. It just seems
1: like a very dry environment.
2: The, the culture was not a good fit for me. They're great people. I learned how to use yeah. Excel really Which is, well. That's, that's, that, a good that's, a, that's a really that's a good, good thing. Skill. That's a skill set I wish I had some days.
0: <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll go to an accounting firm for like yeah, six yeah. months. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll come back.
2: <laughs> it's just, it just by, by by osmosis. I picked up on it. But I, um, I began to realize that... Um, uh, there, there were some things I was, I was good at, and one is, you know, talking to people and making relationships and helping people find what they need in the world, and so that, that kind of became my, my, my mo. I was the guy out building relationships, uh, finding the next customer. So I understand that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you tell enough people what you're looking for, and eventually you'll, you seem to find it. There's the, the was the law of attraction, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's a, the 100 no's for one yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I try to get to know as quickly as possible. You mm-hmm. know, if somebody tells me they want something, you know, they're interested in a website or yeah, build a logo for us, it's like, okay, let's find the reason why you're not going to do business with me. Well, what's your budget? That's usually yeah. a good start. That, that's yeah. a great start. <laughs> that's what we've noticed so far,
1: a lot of clients. Um, so recently there's been this tremendous rise in artificial intelligence. Yes, What are your thoughts as an operator on the subject of artificial intelligence? We have started implementing a ton of artificial intelligence into our business. Mm -hmm. Um, We use uh, uh, use that quite a bit. We're starting to do uh, – there's so so many different AI software. So what are your thoughts as an operator in this realm?
2: I I believe that it's going to be a tool Mm -hmm. uh, for saving time, kind of like a washing machine. Yeah. You know, people used to beat uh, their laundry with rocks and yep. take them to the river or whatever. <laughs> These images you have in your head of the olden <laughs> days when washing machines didn't exist. Yeah, It's simply a, a lever. It's a it's a, a new way to save time yep. and to access more information quickly. You still have to, in our business, you still have to know how to do the thing. Um, you still have to be savvy. You mm-hmm. still have to think for yourself. And uh, But it's just going to give you a lot more... Um, a lot more tools to do things better, faster, cheaper,
1: and it makes your as a business. It makes you more efficient. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and if you don't have systems in place, you like you don't have efficiency.
2: Right now, if I'm doing it, if I'm using AI, and you're uh, a firm across town that competes with us, you're looking at, at trying to acquire the same customers that we have, um, and I can do it for less. Mm-hmm. It's going to put you at a disadvantage. So yeah. I think there are, are a lot of folks that are going to be flat-footed out there. Of course, ChatGPT. I've only talked to, like, two people who didn't know what ChatGPT was. One of them was 11. Well, it's the, <laughs> it's,
1: it's the fastest-growing platform in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, a million users within a yeah. month. I yeah. mean...
1: Besides, just, I've heard a, uh, there was a meme going around besides Netflix canceling the password sharing thing. Yeah. People started knowing what, like, what these, like, Pirate Bay websites were. And they, <laughs> the meme was... ChatGPT, uh, or whatever the word is. I always get it up, mess up. Million users in a month. Pirate Bay, 10 million users the first day after Netflix. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how um, – I know ways that we're implementing AI. Is there ways that you guys are implementing AI in your business?
2: Yeah. Uh, so we've been using it for a few years and, and really not – there wasn't this splash like there has been lately. Um it feels like AI is like the next like NFT. It's, because the, the market's different. It's, it's yeah, different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. it feels
1: like. The hype around it feels like an NFT.
2: Yeah. It it and it's not one thing. It's yeah, yeah. so yeah. many different things. It's um and there are a lot of different ways to approach it. I, I went to a, a um a marketing conference last summer. It's the marketingaiinstitute.com. It's uh, so worth, cool. worth a look. Um, and so the the, uh, the guy who founded it, Paul, uh, Rutzer, he, uh, Paul Rutzer, he owned an agency and he saw what was coming and he said, I'm going to get in front of this. I'm going to be sort of the voice of AI and marketing, sold his agency and started this. And so I went to the conference, got introduced to him somehow, went to the conference and You know, uh, he said, I've been saying for a few years that in three to five years, AI is going to completely transform marketing. And then, you know, a few weeks ago, ChatGPT comes out of nowhere. And And and
1: Microsoft invests $10 billion.
2: Yeah. Bill Gates. Well, he's not involved in Microsoft anymore, so they say. But uh, everybody is looking to get that that foothold, that advantage. Um, And there are. Scores of programs out there, that systems out there that, that use AI now. So we've used it for a while uh, to purchase advertising. So, mm-hmm. you know, digital ads, uh, pay-per-click advertising, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we've been using that. The knowledge that those companies mm-hmm. have about where where uh, to to spend your money. Nice. And, uh, so we've been doing that for quite some time. Um, there's Grammarly. I don't yeah, know if you're yeah, familiar yeah, I, with that. I've, I've been yes. using that for years. Yeah, that's yeah. AI. Yep. It's, and gosh, I mean, I look at those and I finish an email and it's like, you've got 12 dumb things that you've done here. <laughs> and it's, I'm like, oh, it wow, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it makes you better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are a lot more coming. There are ways to create music now mm-hmm. uh, through AI that's not licensed. Yep. There's ways to the create NFTs, stock, AI, stock, stock, stock photos. Images, yeah. Yeah, Dolly too
1: is pretty yep. pretty slick. And uh, then uh, we're we we're, we're onboarding one right now. It's called um, was it AI Boss or something Chat like that. GPT Boss? Boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get like, these fake employees through this this boss AI, and eventually they're going to have accounting services that are offered through this. <laughs> but what's the weird thing? The so weird I because I, I said this to yesterday. So We've started using it, and, so and he, the
0: first thing he said to me this morning, the,
1: the <laughs> AI can't do math.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So, so again, the, the AI the, accountant the
1: it can't do math right yet.
0: It's coming. <laughs> and the, the first email
1: you get is like, hey, this is still only 34 days like old. Like, this company is right. 34 days <laughs> old. We, we're we're well, an infant. <laughs> <laughs> infants don't know how to do math. So yeah, the, account, the accountant doesn't know how to do math. And I'm like, then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, from a uh, an operations standpoint, where where do you want your company to be in
2: the next three to five years? So um, I don't really want to have an enormous company. It's yep. just not who I am. Yeah. You know, our our goal right now is to be at uh, five million in top line revenue yep. in twenty thirty. The problem with that number, it doesn't really excite me. I mean, yeah. and, it, and it doesn't. Certainly doesn't excite my employees. It's, it's what
0: it's what you do within the space that you're doing that yes. really matters, and maybe it takes five million to accomplish that. Right. If five million has the significance in that regard, but it's actually what you do inside of your company.
2: Yeah, so I'll, I'll get real philosophical for a moment. Um, my, uh, I discovered what my core purpose in the world is a few years ago, which was a powerful thing, and that is it's it's your God given purpose, why you're here on earth. And yes. mine is to connect and grow people. Yes. So I feel like I do that through marketing. We're connecting people, we're connecting customers, you know, people who want to buy and mm-hmm. uh, purchase services yep. to somebody who can do that for them. And um, what we've created at element 47 I don't I don't do it alone it's part of it's a, the whole team that creates this is we've created a culture where people can be really good at what they do um they can they can have a good life because they're they're providing service to the world that people are willing to pay them for and they can they can make other businesses better i mean yeah. it's basically it's capitalism yes. yeah and, and, and that's an amazing thing people like to to talk bad about capitalism these days, and there are certainly some bad examples of of um, how it's gotten out of hand. <clears throat> but for for me, it's I'm I'm out here. I'm creating services that people want to buy that can then use and turn into value for themselves. Whether it's they make more money, they're able to hire more people, and they're doing the same things that we are. They're giving people uh, an opportunity to apply their trade and and help grow the economy and live in a house, keep the water off their head at night, you know, keep the wolves away and educate their kids. And Mm -hmm. just, it's what makes good, good, uh, good culture. Yeah, that's a great place to be. And that's where
1: we're hoping to be.
0: Yeah. Soon. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations on yeah. all the stuff that you guys have already done. Uh, I, I want to close this interview out uh, going in the weird direction of <laughs> things. Uh, so recently we've seen in the news, this go back to, uh, we'll go back to the Bob Lazar direction. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we've seen in the news on recently. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So there is ob- obviously an object in Alaska that was shot yep. down uh, over Canada airspace and over uh, like. How do you say it? Huron, 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 yeah, Huron. In, in Michigan. Um, and so, if there was ever to be an object that was mistakenly shot down over Nashville, what would that if if it told if it uh, turned out that it was uh, something just that naturally was happening in Nashville that accidentally was identified for a UFO, what would that object end up mine, being mistaken uh, as? Mine is a hot chicken blimp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's a giant chicken blimp. That's it's like a shape, shape of like a chicken tender or something yeah, yeah, like, like a that. Giant chicken tender <laughs> blimp. Like chicken tender Which, advertising who, blimp. Yeah, whoever <laughs> is doing
1: blimps, make a chicken tender. No, no it'll get shot down. It would be amazing. (laughs) We would have so much news coverage. It would be so much fun.
2: But you want to wait. You you can't shoot it down immediately over, over, because hot oil would come out. Yeah, yeah. And you
0: don't need that hot chicken oil (laughs) rain all over Nashville. Everyone would be crying.
2: I'm thinking more like um, hot tub with bachelorettes. (laughs) That, that would, you know? that'd be pretty cool. That's on brand. <laughs> yeah, too. it's on brand. So yeah. like the
0: the uh, the party vehicle hot tub except it got elevated to the <laughs> yeah, sky. Yeah, sky
2: lift. And I say that because the first one they shot down uh over Alaska, it was about the size of a car. It was. Yes. Yeah. But they're not saying what else happened. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm I'm we're waiting. Uh, I'm sure the CIA is on site. I'm sure they're going to do what's <laughs> best for us. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I mean we can always trust what they've got to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it always it always makes me wonder. Like for for Nashville, like there's there's I feel like there's going to be so many people just literally well, putting things up in the air now just to see if it gets attention. Well, the,
1: the, the thing is, is so like I live right next to the airport. Yesterday they were launching uh, five or six of the fighter jets. And then one or two of the CF, uh, like C-130s. Oh, like wow. Big boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, they 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 kept going doing their rounds. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're ready. Are you shooting down something over Old Hickory Lake? <laughs> like, is, <laughs> is, that, is that what's
2: happening? <laughs> you know, I just I feel I had this, I, this thought. This was like in 2018, 2017, thinking to myself, man, you know, We've got life pretty good, yes. you know. Things have been pretty easy, yeah. And Way too easy. yeah, and then all of a sudden, 2020 comes around. <laughs> like, why did I have to think? I feel like <laughs> I conjured this up. This is not. This is not helping. And now yeah. we've got aliens maybe on the horizon. What's yeah <laughs>
0: they, they 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 won't rule it out so uh until they rule it out then uh Bob Lazar' is gonna be in the news a lot <laughs> yes
1: is he, is he the guy that has the the crazy hair who's that guy no he's like well,
0: no, that's, that's, I can't remember Bob Lazar is like this big like bodybuilder type okay guy who' he was a scientist it, I can't remember
2: exactly. no that's no not, that's not Bob that's Lazar. Not Bob's kind of mild and meek fella I'm <laughs> not who's the guy who's like big like uh, Yeah I'm not
0: sure Bodybuilder type figure who He has a documentary as well okay. out that, that was around that same time okay. I can't remember who's coming to mind now Let us know in the comments yeah, yeah. who that is All of our alien people getting mixed up right now
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eric where could people
2: learn more about Element 47 47? Element 47.co Not .com If you go to element47.com It's, to it is, it's a book about collecting silver. Antique silver that's cool. I've tried to buy the domain name. The lady will not respond. She wanted a quarter million dollars for oh the domain name. Oh, my gosh. Name. So I said good luck. Yeah. It's not happening <laughs> with
0: me. Do you get a lot of uh, UK traffic from a .co? No. no. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> awesome. Nick, Nick, go ahead and play that out. Yeah, Nick, music. hit the outro. Everybody yeah. in the comments say uh, hello to Nick in the control room. He's controlling uh, everything that happens here with this podcast. but. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you you sharing everything about your company, your vision uh, and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com to learn more about Nashville and check out our other YouTube channel, Explore.Nash. And we also have Explore Tennessee. I know we have a lot of content. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to
0: learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC
1: production, copyright 2023.